Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 124 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am here with three-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team. Kev, how's it going? What is going on, everyone? Golly, how's it going? I don't know, man. It's really fucking hot up here in my loft, so I'm <laughs> drinking this uh, I'm drinking this alcoholic-free beer. <laughs> alcohol-free so, beer, yeah. Alcoholic-free alcoholic fr- alcoholic beer. Alcoholic? <laughs> yeah, alcoholic-free beer. <laughs> Keeps me being alcoholic-free. <laughs> I just don't understand the point of beer without alcohol. <laughs> the taste, man. When you don't have beer for over a year and you love drinking and then you just want to have the taste again one day, you can do it. Just... So this, this is your second week in a row. This is becoming a habit, not a not a one No, no, this is thing. the same six pack. The same six pack. <laughs> I just I just don't I I just if there's no alcohol, I, I don't know that I'd miss the taste. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and we are joined this week by Nathan. So Nathan is the owner of Courtside Sneakers out east. It's in Moncton, I believe. It no, is Nathan. we're we're just in Charlottetown now. Just in Charlottetown now. Yes, I know he had a couple yeah. locations at one point. So Nathan has had that shop for a long, long time, and he's been doing. He's done a lot of cool raffles and stuff for the community, not only out east but also across Canada. So uh, we're really happy to get him on. So uh, Nathan, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, we're excited to get you on. We were talking about this before we started recording, but yeah, we've been following you. I, I feel like it was around the time I started Instagram. So that would be like yeah. early 2010s, somewhere yeah. there. 20, yeah, I think we I think we probably started our Instagram accounts in 2011 or maybe late 2010 before we had opened. But yeah. 2011, we opened a store. So we've been around for a bit now. It feels like it's been a long time, and I'll, I'll yep. get I'll get into my my pickup, which I've I've talked about numerous times on this pod from your yeah. store, which I thought was such a cool idea. But yeah, super stoked to get you on, man. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So let's start this off like we usually do with our weekly wares and pickups. So, Kev, why don't you start? Sure. Okay. So since we last recorded, it was kind of like the end of Air Max month. So I rock Air Max One Atmos Elephant pair, one of my Nike IDs that Cayman pair, and then. Once Air Max month was over, I was out of Air Maxes straight into Jordan. So I rocked my bread ones. And then I also rocked that uh, undefeated Dunk Low, that canteen colorway pair. Also rocked a pair of Jordan 3 Pure Monies. And then I undies the Amamanier Jordan 4s. So first time I rocked those the other day. And then today had a relatively wet and rainy day today. So I busted out my true blue threes, which have now become a new rain shoe for me. So that was my my week uh, rotation. And in terms of pickups, actually nothing for me. I had a good previous week with those big bubbles. I helped a lot of other people grab some pairs too for their wives, my wife. Uh, <laughs> but that's pretty much it. Nothing, no pickups for me, but just had to have a variety in terms of wares for sneakers because Air Max month is finally over. What's funny is Air Max month is finished and yeah. I started wearing Air Maxes more this month or this week. <laughs> I couldn't do it for some reason during Air Max month, but after Air Max month is done, I'm like, yeah, Air Max. Yeah, I'm going to wear this Air Max. Yeah, I'm going to wear this Air Max. 
Yeah. Know. You know what? I, I felt the same way too because, you know, like Nathan, Trevor and I are both like huge Air Max guys. So, yeah. you know, it's hard for me not to pick an Air Max in general. So it was actually kind of tough for me to select sneakers this past week because I'm like picking shoes. I'm like, oh, wait, Air Max month is over. I don't have to wear these, <laughs> even though I want to wear them. I was like, I should be giving some love to my other pairs yeah. too. So it was almost kind of a struggle to pick something different other than Air Max, even though I wanted to wear the Air Maxes. Relatable. I, I very, very relatable. <laughs> Good week, Kev. Collie, what about you? I mean, yeah, Air Max month is over, but it, then it started raining. So, like, I know the weather's getting nice, but I haven't been really able to wear much because, uh, I mean, I could wear an all leather shoe, but I just honestly just stayed home instead. <laughs> so, uh, really, like, not, a, I don't even remember wearing anything. I just stayed home. Next week, Collie, that has to change. There's weather in the in the double digit teens. There's no excuse for you next yep. week to come on here and not have some. You're gonna want to go outside. I think that's gonna be the thing. Yeah, I yeah. should want to go if it if it's. I mean, it's been double digits this week too, but then it rained each time and it's wet. So like this week is this week is fine, valid. Like it, today it really poured here. Like there was a couple times really? it was really coming down. So I actually got woken up by a thunderstorm this morning. Oh, like wow. it literally like a five minute one. Literally it it came by, thundered and lightning for five minutes, and then it was crazy. Done. So that was fun. But yeah, no, no excuses next week, Collie. I need you to break out some heat next week. We'll see. And then for pickups, I uh, got the Supreme Tea this week, uh, the dragon shirt. Pretty nice. nice. It's made in Portugal. Surprise. So I'm like, all right, that's nice. The quality is there. And uh, came with this uh, nice Supreme bag and sticker. So I'm proud to announce that at the next upcoming sneaker event, we will be auctioning off or raffling away a Supreme bag with filled with <laughs> Colin's hot air in it. So I'm going to blow it full of hot air. And then you guys will have a keepsake from the podcast. A ton of Colin's hot air in this rare Supreme bag. Rare. It's going to draw a crab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like your prize, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone would like to start the bidding, you can you can DM in Kicks We Trust Instagram account and we'll start the bidding that way. Yeah, careful, Trev, man. You might have might blow up on you, man. <laughs> Five people bidding hundreds of dollars for Collie's hot air. Yeah. It's a commodity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice good week, Collie. Nathan, what about you? What have you been rocking this weekend? Any pickups in the last month or so? I did take a pair of the big bubble Air Max once. So I was wearing those a bit last week. This week, I've just been wearing my particle grade nines. And honestly, mm. I don't know if it's the concrete floors in the shop, but like they just work better for my feet in there than the Air Max comparison. So it's odd because it feels like a brick, but over the course of seven, eight hours, like it just feels better on my foot. And for pickups, I guess you could call this a pickup. We had some water damage. And I had one sneaker box get absolutely destroyed. And it was my size in a late arrival of an Air Jordan 4 craft, the photon dust one. So oh, no by way. default, I'm taking mass. Um, <laughs> yeah. I currently don't have any fours in my rotation. So that one's just finding its way to me. And I took a pair of the black and metallic gold LeBron 20s that come in tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw yeah. pictures of those. Yeah, those look really yeah. good, too. Every colorway that's come in that I've had a 14 in, I've kind of just tucked away for myself somewhere. <laughs> so you have yet to you have yet to undes them? Those ones, yeah. I, I've still just been playing in the uh, the time machine colorway. And I kind of feel bad because I've had other ones 
ready to go, but I've just been playing so well in the time machines. I don't want to take them off. So they're, <laughs> they're starting to get pretty beat looking. Yeah. Oh, but you have, you have rocked LeBron twenties. You're, you're oh, yeah. wearing those. Yeah. 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 And, and performance wise, comfort wise, man, I mean, you're playing well. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I honestly think it's my favorite basketball shoe ever. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I've heard nothing but rave reviews about that. Yeah. Shoe. Yeah. No, I can't find a fault in it, to be honest. Now, do you typically play in low tops? Like, would you, as an um, example, would you play in like a Kobe as an example? As a comparable? I'd say over the last, was it the KD6 Elite that was like super low and it had the full length air? I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. Since that shoe, I've almost been entirely low. I have played in some other LeBron highs, but yeah, I, I enjoy these quite a bit. Yeah, I, I've heard nothing but good things about that shoe. Like, just yeah. so well designed. And, and you know what? A basketball shoe hasn't really caught my eye in years. Yeah. Like, again, I'll talk about the pickup, which was a basketball shoe from your shop, Nate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just like your style evolves a little bit, obviously, but like, I still yeah. love my Kobe's and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I just, that came out and I was like, that is so sharp. Like, it just, yeah. that would be like, I could see myself rocking that off court, which I just, I don't think I've thought that about a basketball shoe. No, in neither have I five six years maybe At longer least. yeah and so, I, that's why i'm like stockpiling a bit of them because i feel like in case the 21 is a step back <laughs> i want to be able to have a fresh batch of 20s to play in well it, and it's true because you don't know what they're going to do with design wise right yeah. like you just don't know what that design is going to look like so you're kind of guessing right because i mean you yeah. can look at any signature athletes signature line right go to yeah. katie right they're not all hits no. some of them are really bad and others are like Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a shoe. That, yeah. That's a basketball shoe. You would wear that on, on a basketball court. And I regretted not taking more of the LeBron 10. And it was the LeBron 9, 10 that we first opened the store with. So when those LeBron 10s were rolling in, I took like one or two and just played them to death. And the 11s came out. I was just like, ah, yeah. I wish I had more 10s. And I felt like that up until the 15 came out. And then I loved the 15. And I took quite a few of those too. Yeah. And, and then th there's a good example, right? Like, I mean, it, it was basically five models between yeah. shoes that you really liked from LeBron, right? So, yeah. I, yeah, I feel you on that. And I got to say, so the particle gray nines, as you were saying, that you find are comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's like a, a Bigfoot thing because I find the same thing. Like, I really? find nines are super, super comfortable Man. for me. I love nines. And anybody who's ever listened to a podcast that I've been on in the past knows that I'm a big nines guy. I love yeah. nines. Me too. My first pair of Jordans was the home color of the the nines. Yeah. When they came out in 2010, I believe it was. Yeah. Love that shoe. Like I just, I, I didn't call it the Space Jams just for everyone. Yeah. To notice. I didn't call them the Space Jam nines because it's not the technical name, but yeah, I love that shoe. And like just every, like so many different colors and iterations. Like oh, I think man. it's just such a slept on shoe and comfort wise, like you said, so like good. the I, inner I, booty, the hard exterior eyelets like the yeah, shoe is the shoe to me is is near perfect especially and, for a retro shoe and as a as a former footlocker manager so i've i've done exactly yeah. what you're doing nate uh yeah. like it's one of the few jordans that i could wear on a saturday and yeah. not have to give my feet an ice bath after yeah. work yeah and, and you just you wouldn't expect it because when yeah. you first get in it it's like nothing really strikes you but it yeah. just it holds up over time Everyone has that shoe for them, right? Like that Jordan yeah. that just fits their foot. I've heard some people like 11s are the most comfortable shoe in the yeah. world. Like, and I'm like, yeah. how could you think that? Like, I wore so a pair for a day and sold them to my like size 13 <laughs> buddy. So I was like, I can't do this. This is not working. One day that's all it took. One, One day, day I, I, went, 
I, I went out to a basketball game in them and I was just like, you know what? That's my last time wearing these. So <laughs> I offered them to my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, that's, that's relatable, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice to find someone who appreciates nine yeah. and finds them as comfortable as me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good week, Nathan. So for me, so <laughs> I wore, Two pairs of Jordans this week, actually, and one was just my beater pair, so it didn't really count. <laughs> so I wore the Air Jordan 3 infrared 23s. That's my beater front door pair, Nathan. I just that's what I had just beaten to the yeah. ground. As I said, worked at Foot Locker. I don't know that I'd sell them now, like after having them for that time, but right. now you're like, well, you know what? This goes with basically everything. So yeah, you know what? we're just gonna we're just gonna kill this shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Air Jordan 3 Tinkers, the fire red pair I wore as well. And I had to, I had to force myself to wear Jordan that day when I put those on. It's like, okay, you're going to put on Jordan on. You're going to wear Jordans tonight. And then we're going to go through some Air Maxes that I didn't wear during Air Max month. Air Max 90 Bacons. That's the first time I wore that pair in like almost a year, Kev. Yeah, that's crazy. I I never, I never see rock those. There's no good reason for me not wearing them. There literally is. And I'm always like, oh, that's such a nice Air Max. I'm going to wear that to the office. That's a nice pair. I'm going to like wear that when I go on dates with my girl. Oh, that's a nice pair. I'm going to save it to, to wear to this or whatever it is. And then it's like 365 days later, and you're like, what am I doing? Like, why am I st- yeah. Why am I waiting? Yeah, I remember it was like when it was released, everyone was wearing them rightfully so. And such a great shoe, like just when I saw them around. Surprisingly, like I, I, I didn't pick those up. But I mean, it was just it was just one of those pairs that, you know, I didn't mind that everyone was rocking them because they should have been rocking them. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is when I got them, I did rock them. Like I wore them like a bunch, like all the time. I wore them when we did some meetups, like I got a pair of Cavalier shorts around that time too so yeah, like I, I was that, rocking yeah. i was rocking those all the time in the summer then i just don't know what happened like i just i stopped wearing them for some reason so i'm like all right i'm going to work i'm gonna wear these all day <laughs> so got those i have a pair of air max one it's like a blue pair homie uh kick 76 posted them recently it's like a oh, blue yeah. okay it's like a blue pair with like an obsidian navy uh mudguard i believe it is yeah um, eyelids are red Mm-hmm. So I wore that pair for the Jays home opener. Nice. Uh, Air Max 97 South Beach. And I believe it was the oh, first yeah. iteration they did of that. Yes. Okay. Very nice pair. Very, very nice pair. Yeah. You can't really go wrong with South Beach some colorway sometimes, right? No. Yeah, exactly. They did a second iteration, which was like, I think they swapped the white for black, which didn't work as well. But mm-hmm. Trevor, you a size 12? I'm a size 12. Yes. Yeah. And you were a 12 and 97s? <laughs> We actually just had this conversation yeah. recently. Yes, actually, I do. Yes. And that's never been an issue. So <laughs> we had this discussion a couple of yeah. weeks ago, Nathan, actually. So I bought the silver bullets in yeah. an 11 and a half. Oof. Which, <laughs> yeah, at the that's time not going to work. You know, <laughs> so you know when you try something on in the store and you're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's definitely yeah. okay. And then you get it home and you're like, uh, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. So I had that happen to me. So yeah. anyways, I got the 11 and a half and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. So I did recently pick up a 12, but yes, I, I had a, a whole debate on this, on yeah. this podcast. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do guys. The, the 13 feels too big, but the 12 right. still doesn't feel like yeah. it fits properly. Right. So yeah, it's, it's a whole, there's no size that fits me properly. Cause I'm no. sure as, as you know, there's no 12 and a half basically yeah. in Canada ever. So same with 13 and a half. And that's, I think what I need in a 97 or a 95. Cause the yeah. 13s are just too tight and the 14s just look 
a little goofy. So I've just, I've never had success with a 97 or a 95. I love the look of both of them, but I just, I've never been able to have a pair. So I tried a 13 on in the gold bullets because they're sitting everywhere, just kind of to compare sizes. So I was with my girlfriend and I'm like, do these look like big on my foot? And she's like, no, they look fine. Like they're okay. And I'm looking and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. They look, I, I feel like I'm wearing clown shoes. Yeah. Like it just, it just feels too long. And yeah. you, you probably know, Nathan, that like that crease you get on yeah. the, in the toe box when it's just yeah. like that bit too long where, you know, there's a little bit too much space yeah. in the shoe. So I, I don't have a lot of 97s. I think I have four pairs. Yeah. One of them is an ultra pair. So that one is right. Like, if, if you get the chance to get an ultra pair, Nathan, they fit any, bigger they'll fit you properly. Like the 13 right. will probably, sorry, the 14 would probably fit you right. properly or yeah. 13, however you want to go. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a whole sizing debacle for that one. I've kind of just decided I'm like, I really like the silver bullets. I don't want to yeah. not have a pair. <laughs> if they're a, a touch snug, yeah, we'll make do with the 12. Yeah. It's not bad. It was just, I have the, uh, the Air Max 97 B sides, which right. is, if you remember, that's just like a flip version of the silver yeah, yeah. bullets. So I wore them and I was like, you know, these feel kind of tight still, and this is a 12. So right. anyways, that was that was the whole debacle I went yeah. through for a couple weeks there. And the other pair that I wore is I have an Air Max 90 from a long time ago, actually, but it's basically a black infrared pair. So just take all the white off the 90s and, right. and substitute it with black. Yeah. So I really like that pair. So I wore it today. I was uh, in this really crappy weather. In terms of pickups, do I have pickups? Yes, they're all in transit. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing to talk about this week hopefully next week i'll have so the right some, address uh well <laughs> right it's uh, as, as far as i know it's been delivered to wands currently so yes i hope so wands current not previous <laughs> i believe uh, it should be the right address but every time you say that call you said i nervous. believe i should i should now you're now he's having doubts <laughs> now i'm having doubts <laughs> he's gonna go back and check uh I did ask Juan, so I'll follow up with him as uh, as you start the. Uh, yeah. the rest I of the need those to get to Juan. I need my hat to hitchhike in that package. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kev's got a pair. I think Rich might have a pair too. Yeah. This Juan's holding it's a bunch a, of stuff. A big, big haul. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it for my week. Nope. Yeah, good week, Trev. It was tough for me not to pick your maxes. I know, just same thing with you. But uh, no, great wears too, like with the Jordans and stuff too, especially. But this week, we have a very special guest. Like we were saying earlier, we've been following Nathan for quite some time. He's uh, has a store out east, Courtside Sneakers, uh, which he mentioned they opened up back in 2011, around that time, right? So he's been there for a while. Excited to have him on. But uh, let's start off pod like we normally do. This, this is like a Canadian heritage moment. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of. It is, you know, because there's, I feel like there's very few, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, but I feel like there's very few Canadian owned sneaker boutiques, like even across Canada, right? Like there's. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's a, it's a small crowd for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing that you've, first that you have a store and then second that you've mm-hmm. been able to have it open for so long too so it says a lot about you know what you do and how you do it and the people that support you too so yeah. great to have you on but we usually start the podcast with finding out your sneaker journey so uh, yeah. if you don't mind just letting us know you know what are some of your favorite brands models and colorways that kind of got you into sneakers nike for sure there wouldn't really be a close second there i came into basketball late i'll say just growing up in the country we weren't exposed to much basketball in general or 
definitely not sneakers. So by the time I hit junior high and I started watching Vince Carter, the Raptors Mm -hmm. started playing a bit of ball. I was never real big. Like I sort of grew steady and I grew into the game and it, you know, kind of lucked out. I'm six foot seven, but it was the trip to the mall and you hit that sneaker shop and you just see the craziest stuff. And the the first shoe that like blew my mind was the up tempos, black and white oh, up tempos. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And I just saw like all those air bubbles and it was that was it. Like I was crazy for shoes and from grade seven, you know, all the way through, I always tried to make some I probably didn't realize at the time, but make a statement with my shoes. I always tried to have something different on, something kind of crazy. And was that on court or off court or both? Mostly on court, just because like we didn't grow up with much, right? So I couldn't, I was super lucky to be able to get a nice pair of ball shoes, but I definitely wasn't getting two pairs, you know? <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was, you go in, you get your, you know, you were getting cleats for baseball in the summer and you get basketball shoes in the fall and, you know, the whole indoor outdoor thing, like it was, you know, we just, it is what it is. It was both at the time. Like if yeah, you got the up yeah, you're wearing the yeah. indoor and outdoor. Absolutely. You didn't really absolutely. have a choice, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. There was no such thing yeah. as a rotation, I guess. No, not back then. Yeah. Not how I grew up. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, just talking about growing up in terms of sneakers, like you were born and raised in uh, Charlottetown. Is that correct? Yeah, like 30 minutes outside of Charlottetown, but okay, yeah. So about, yeah. And then, um, you know, you mentioned the, the local mall, right? And the sneaker yeah. store, but what was that sneaker store? Was it like Foot Locker? Was it? It was, it was Beta. B-A-T-A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ba- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bata. Yeah. Yeah. Bata. 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 Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. And, and like, who were they a part of? Were they their own thing or was oh. it like an athlete's world thing? You know what? I don't even know. I, I know we had them, but yeah. I can't I remember believe them they, having... they were their own company, their own thing. but they were in like a conglomerate, just like Foot Locker's owned or right. something like that. Right. I believe that's what they were. Yeah. I can't even remember how many years they were open. And like, when I say like, we were only 30 minutes outside Charlottetown, but like the trip to town, like it was a trip. You might go there, like might get in there two or three times a month kind of thing. When we were kids, like everything we had was in our little community. So it was when you really needed to go in and get something that you're going there. And when I think back to it, it's crazy to me that we had a shop bringing in that kind of stuff in such a small city. Yeah. I I was going to say like, from what I remember, Bata, that store was like, I mean, they, I think they had like athletic shoes, but it wasn't anything like, I can't remember it being like Nike or anything. I could be completely no. wrong. It almost kind of reminded me of like maybe like a Payless or something. They had like dress yeah. shoes and things like that, loafers, yeah. whatever. But yeah. I can't ever remember seeing like up tempos there or anything. Or... Yeah. And like this could be my memory just completely cloudy because we're talking quite a while ago. But I, whatever that shoe was in our Charlottetown mall, yeah, or whatever yeah. the shoe store was, I just remember up tempos and Griffey's. Griffey's all oh, what a good and, one too. but but they had like whatever it was and I think it was better. They had crazy stuff. Like if I think back to it, it's yeah. I could just be remembering like maybe they were the only two cool things they ever had. And yeah. I just am so yeah. fixated on it. Yeah. No, but I mean like stores like Payless did have I, f- I feel like they had like name brand shoes at some oh, yeah. point and they didn't. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Like my memory is probably foggy around that time too. But uh, I remember seeing those up temples like you did and yeah. just thinking like, man, look at all the air bubbles. Yeah. And- blew my mind. I'd never <laughs> seen anything like it before in my life. So I was just fascinated yeah. by it. And I think, you know, at the time, you know, Pippin was rocking them exclusively too. Right. Yeah. So you saw them on TV, you saw the big air uh, on TV, but then, 
until you saw it in person, it was just yeah. like nothing like you've ever seen before. Uh, so, and to be honest, I don't think I've ever had that feeling since. Like my first time seeing that shoe was such a, I don't know, it was just different. I mean, everybody says you remember your first time. Like that was yeah, my yeah. first time, and I, I, I don't think I ever felt like that over a shoe since. And, yeah. and I've talked about that in the past too. That like the up tempos, I wouldn't call it a grail, but it was probably the most significant shoe in my history. Yeah, no, definitely. When they started adding more air bubbles, it was definitely mind blowing. Like I felt the same thing with like Barclays and they had like, yeah. you know, the bigger air bubble at the back, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the full, the 180 and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I definitely felt the same thing. Like that was the era when visible air was just, you know, next level. Right. Crazy. So when yeah. you saw more of it, you're just like, wow, where are they going to fit more yeah. air into this? Right. Yeah. So, and I remember um, the Reebok, like the whole Reebok thing happened too. And it, yeah. they, they blew my mind too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was like a trip for you to go into the town, you know, get sneakers, whatever the case was, but what was sneaker culture like? Like did other people, like other kids in your school also enjoy sneakers like you did for basketball or, you know, whatever the case was? I didn't notice it so much until I got into high school. So junior high, I was definitely, might've been like one or two other kids, like in other schools that we'd play against where like we'd notice each other's shoes. But once we got into high school, it became definitely more of a thing. And especially later in high school and then into college, it was just, it was full on, like it was game time. Like if you didn't come in with a cool pair of shoes, like it was sort of disappointing. So right, it was definitely the later years that I started to notice it. Mm-hmm. So, and has that changed over the years? Like now in Shaojin, like you have a store now, so yeah. obviously you see a lot of you see a lot more sneaker culture. But that core group, or maybe people that you grew up with, like have yeah. they changed? Have those kind of tastes changed to the people that are growing up now in out east? Yeah, I, I feel like the guys that I would have been, for the most part, you know, competing with on a footwear level, most of them have grown up and matured and are like lawyers and shit now so (laughs) you know they still appreciate shoes and they'll like send me the odd link of like hey you're gonna have these or that but for the most part uh, i just now i'm relating to like the younger crowd and i do notice that so my kids are 10 and 8 two boys and there's kids in their classes that like get so excited to come into the store and like educate me on shoes and oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's wild. Like that's the biggest change I've noticed in the last five years is that age group just keeps getting younger and younger that are into shoes, which is obviously great for us, but it's, it's neat to see. So what is the trend now? Because I mean, it's, it's hard for us sometimes not to get into that, you know, old man syndrome where we're like, oh, yeah. these kids don't know about the history yeah. and, you know, they never seen Jordan play or, yeah. you know, what do they know about an air up tempo and, you know, like that type of thing. So yeah. when you see these kids, like your son's friends yeah. coming in and educating you, like what sneakers are they talking about? What is, you know, the sneakers that they love now? You know, it's crazy. And maybe this is, was more of an East coast thing because everything's kind of slower to get out here and and work its way through trends and stuff like that. But for the longest time, we had kids still asking us for like NMDs, like well after the yeah. NMD thing was like done, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But now, especially around his age, like that, like 10 through 14, kids love 270s. They oh, no love way. 270s, Air Forces, Jordan 1s. But right now it's funny, and I'm sure this is like TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that, but these young kids are asking for Jordan fours, same as right. the 22 year old college student. So yeah, the biggest trends are like reaching all the way down 
to the youngest group just because they know like they're connected they know what people want kind of thing uh-huh, uh-huh. that's been the most common request over like we've we've only been reopened now for two weeks since our move and renovation mm-hmm. and i feel like i've had 50 kids under the age of 13 come and ask me for jordan fours right. and i'm just like <laughs> what yeah <laughs> and grade school sizing like there's a decent amount of pairs in them but it's not yeah. like anything crazy i don't think right yeah. like i mean if i remember back from my retail days at a big store we might get like 50 60 pairs of a great oh school yeah pair. frig and and we don't get that and, and that for a yeah. perspective that's from a house of hoops right so yeah, that time yeah exactly. it would have been like one of six maybe in the country so yeah they were getting prioritized with pairs yeah. when you go into a smaller store six to ten if you're lucky yeah and we we would typically depending on what it is like we get 24 36 48 depends on the shoe and for a while i cooled off on grade school just because we didn't have the local demand i knew online we'd sell a lot of this stuff but um yeah it's funny to see these kids coming in now and and it's been kind of neat because i've we got a late shipment in the grade school lost and found once oh so these kids that have been coming in like i've hit three kids up that are like coming in with their grandmother coming in with their parents whatever and like they want to buy their first pair of jordans and i've been like setting these kids up with the lost and found ones and it just blows their minds every time i walk out the back with that box yeah and i won't even tell them about it until like the store empties out kind of thing like if there's groups of like older people in there I'll just tell them like, wait till it quiets down a bit and I'll show you some stuff just because I know if like the rest of the people find out we have that, they're going to just come in and buy them all up and right put them on marketplace or do whatever. And I've basically just been like only offering them to kids. And that's been awesome because it's such a cool shoe to start them out with. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, if you think about it, like that's kind of an experience how like we would have had when we were kids, right? Yeah. Like, Kev, you might be able to speak to that a little bit more, right? But that like local shop that was like, you know, you got your first pair from, like, that's such a cool experience. Like, I didn't really think that that would ever exist anywhere anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. No, when I was growing up, yeah, it was it was kind of like that. You'd go into the store and you'd look at it for months before you ever got it. And, yeah. you know, now it's like, you'd be lucky if the shoe is there for a day, yeah, right? Exactly. So. You know, back then it was like you'd go to the mall and you'd be like, one day I'll have you. And you'd just like yeah. look at it and stare at it. And, you know, you'd save up your money and then you'd tell your mom, like, you yeah. know, my birthday present and my Christmas, Christmas yeah. present combined is going to be this sneaker. And, you know, it could have been like 12 months later and you could still get yeah. that sneaker. But yeah, know that it was an experience itself. The day finally came where you're going to get that sneaker. Yeah. You know, you almost literally just whatever shoe you were wearing, you threw that shoe into the new shoes box and you put the other shoes yeah. on, right? But yeah, it was definitely an experience. And and for you to be able to do that for kids, I'm sure they must have been blown away. Like yeah. I would have loved to see the reaction on their face yeah. um, knowing that uh, they can get that pair, especially since it's so heavily sought after. And there weren't that many, like you said, to even begin no. with for you guys to get. So um, that's crazy. But fast forward now, like back then you were a Jordan guy. I mean, sorry, a big Nike guy. You're yeah. saying that there's not a close second. So what's your collection like now? Is it all Nikes, all Jordans? Um, yeah, it's it's mostly all Nike. I, and I've, I've said this in other podcasts, like I don't have a lot of shoes. A lot of people are like astounded when they hear that. But yeah. I really struggle to take stuff in my size because... A lot of the like customers I've gotten closest with are my size. Right. So I feel like anytime I'm taking something, I'm like 
directly taking it from them, even if they, you know, aren't the ones that end up with it. I just, I hate taking those size 13, 14, because we just don't get many. But with that said, anything I want to try basketball wise, I pretty well will take a pair. I just don't take a whole lot of retros or anything hyped. Sure. Any, yeah, any yeah. hype stuff like these SB fours, I didn't take a pair. Everybody was screaming at me too. Like, this is going to be the best shoe you get all year. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, well, somebody else will appreciate them more. But I've got a lot of basketball shoes. Casual though, I have some nines, some ones that I don't really wear anymore just because they kill my feet. I've got a few Air Max 90s. I do intend on taking more Air Max 1s later in the year once we start getting a bit more of that stuff in. And I've got the Soul Savvy stuff too, which I like quite a bit. And then ball-wise, I just got a bit of everything. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. I know, you're, I know you're a basketball guy. So it's one of those things where you kind of, you almost want a rotation in terms of basketball sneakers yeah. too, right? Because I'm sure there's, pairs that you still love to, to rock but then you find new ones like the lebron 20s yeah. and you find yourself you know rocking those exclusively so we heard earlier that jordan nines is you know pretty much one of your favorite yeah. shoes of all time but are there any grails uh, that you have in your collection or you don't really um... yeah so i'd say the only real grail i have in my collection is the grinch kobe's that released a couple of years ago i did take a pair of those it was a quick strike and we only get up to a 13 in those so i've got them and I cannot wear them. So I've every now and then I'll like put it at the post, like anybody got a 14 that needs 13, <laughs> which yeah. I know is just never going to happen because the 14s were just so much more limited. But that's probably my most significant pair that I've had over the years. And if you do get a size 14, then is that going to be like a casual shoe or are you going to be rocking to play ball? If I could keep my 13, I would definitely wear the 14 to ball in for sure. I like the idea of having a 13 that I will never be able to wear because it will just be a piece, you know, sure. that I can yeah. have and display. But yeah, if I get a 14, I definitely open them. <laughs> okay, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like we see a lot of NBA players rocking the Grinches playing yeah. ball. And I just think it's such a, such a great shoe. Like it, it doesn't even matter that it's so, you know, flamboyant, right? Yeah. It's like you can wear it with any uniform. It just looks yeah. good. So yeah, that's why I always want to ask, like, are you going to ball them? Because I think it's such yeah. a great basketball shoe, yeah. um, even though it's just, you know, such a bright, loud color. Because I, I I have them. I don't play basketball, them, but I do wear them uh, yeah. casually. And people that know the sneakers are obviously like, wow, yeah. nice sneakers. But then the people that don't, they're like, whoa, look at the color yeah. on those sneakers, right? Yeah. <laughs> <It> just... <laughs> yeah, they're bold for sure. Yeah, they're loud sneakers. I love that about them. But are there any pairs then that you're on the hunt for? Like, would there be any pairs that you would consider like a grail that eventually you like to add to your collection? Nothing insane, just because it, maybe it's partly that I'm cheap. I, you know, I have a hard time spending money, mainly because I've been through the roller coaster of everything. So, you know, right. anytime I have money, I'm like, I better hang on to it just in case I don't have it. But there's definitely some LeBron 10s that I would love to go back in time and get. There's definitely some Kobe's. What kills me, it just it breaks my heart. When the Kobe, was it the Kobe 11 Elite or the Kobe 9 Elite Nike all category were really struggling. There were so many Kobe 9 Elites and I forget which KD it was at the time and LeBron. But a lot of that stuff got like returned to vendor because it just wasn't selling or doing whatever. And like, not just us, but like, most stores were sending yep. Kobe's back, especially like the seasonally themed ones, like the Black History Month yep, or right, the right. 
Christmas colorway, which just blows my mind because you look yeah. at the on StockX now and it's like, holy frig. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. if if it wasn't such a difficult time as a young business, like you could have afforded to just it was great to be a sit on the outlet at that time. Man, yeah. would have been crazy. So like there's definitely some stuff from from our past I'd love to go back and get. And then there was stuff that we just we never had the opportunity. So like the cork LeBron tents, the the like mint colored LeBron tents. There definitely there's definitely yeah. some like old ball stuff I'd love to go back and get. Mm-hmm. People forget about that kind of stuff too, right? Like I mean, we see yeah. like obviously with Kobe's now the the price is astronomical yeah. and like it's sad to see, but I mean Colin kind of talked about it, right? Like Nathan, you probably know at Foot Locker we have 50 days or I think they still have 50 days. I assume they do, right? So 50% off everything, basically, right? Every right. year I would go get a Kobe. Every year. Like, yeah. and typically that Kobe was on sale. So if yeah. you think about a Kobe was like roughly in the $200 range in that point, yeah. somewhere between 20, let's say 12 yeah. and 18, yeah. somewhere in the 180 to 200 mark. Yeah. Like you used to be able to get that stuff for like a hundred bucks or less, right? Now right. you're looking, I'm looking at some of my stuff that I'm like, that I'm considering moving. And I'm like, I would never want to move. Like, this is not worth yeah. Like I have a pair of phenomenon Kobe's. They did a, like a Philippines pair. Yeah. It's all red. Like... Honestly, that's probably worth three or 400 bucks. And I'm like, this is not worth it. I got this for yeah. like 70 bucks at a Nike outlet. Crazy. And the, the elite series that you're talking about the, I have the, I think it was the LeBron 10, the Kobe seven and yeah. the Katie six, I believe it was. Yeah. I got the LeBron tens, which I'm actually currently trying to move for i want to say it was a hundred bucks yeah and i think that if you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think that was a 300 dollars shoot yeah probably 290 yeah something like that like so yeah yeah so like stuff like that i mean it just it is what it is it was you know we couldn't afford to not take advantage of return to vendor if we had the option and something was just like bombing and at the time we were two to three locations and if you got two to three locations of something sitting when you're already kind of struggling, it's, it's almost that final nail in the coffin if you don't take every option available to you. So, yeah, I mean, man, if I could go back in time, there'd be so much stuff where I should have just like take a size this 14, yeah. This side. Yeah. just hide it somewhere, you know, forget <laughs> about it. Cause yeah. we went through such a, and I feel like we're starting to see it again, but like there was such a golden era of basketball that got totally overlooked and underappreciated mm-hmm. and man if we could just take a chunk of those and drop them today i feel like it would be crazy yeah no and, and that's a good point too because you know back then especially with those lebrons kobe's kd's that era even Kyrie's probably too like yeah. you had a lot of the theme sneakers you had a lot of all-star yeah. drops bhms christmas right yeah. you don't see that anymore and it's almost like it's around the time that you're talking about where there's the BHM yeah. uh, LeBron that uh, that's a 12, I think, right? You get that from me? I did, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. You remember the promotion yeah. you did for that? Oh, God. What was this? Well, we'll get into it for yeah. sure. I'm sure you got into the question somewhere, Kev, yeah. but I, yeah. I, did, I did purchase this we'll off. Get into it. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I want to get into a few of Nathan's creative yeah. Uh, releases. But yeah, no, just that, just talking about uh, the basketball stuff, though, I feel like it was underappreciated and the Nike stopped doing it because they had all these great pairs that came yeah. out and then nobody was buying them. Yeah. Like I remember going to buy the Kobe Christmas 8s and 
I was thinking like there was a snowstorm that day. I was like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to drive to go get them. And my wife was telling me at the time, like, do not go and get these. I'm like, they're going to sell out. And then I get yeah. there. It was like in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, I was so pissed off. And then yeah. the guys like, oh yeah, we got plenty sizes. What do yeah. you want? And I'm like, oh, okay. And it was just one of those things that now you look at it now. And obviously like, you know, with the Kobe's and things like that, you know, unfortunately with the yeah. uh, tragic passing of him, things have tra- changed, but back then nobody was nobody was looking for those even though oh. they did such dope themes crazy man crazy right? the eggnog kd7s oh, such, such a simple shoe but like yeah. my god if that came in today i'd be i'd just yeah. be in heaven so many good shoes oh, absolutely no and and you're right like as a store when you had three locations you're only down to one now but you know it's tough like when those pairs are sitting and and like trev said at a 300 dollars a pop yeah um you know if you have a chance to get that money back and reinvest yeah. it into something else that people want or reinvest it to the store whatever the case is then yeah. you almost have to take those opportunities but speaking about the store like why don't we talk a little bit about the history of the shop and how it yeah. evolved to what it is today? Because you started back out in 2011. I'm sure you had plans to open up a store well before that too. So when did you decide it was time to open up a store out East? And you know, where did that idea come from? I think it was probably 2009 or yeah, it was probably around 2009. It wasn't that long before. We lived for two years in Halifax while my wife was in school at Dalhousie and she was taking dental hygiene. We came back and I got into school to finish like a business degree. And so I was doing that and I was in a two-year program, did the first year and thought I knew I was going to have to do something by myself, did not do well working for other people. But the first summer after that first year of college, I started working at an independent golf shop and I was not a golfer by any stretch, but this guy had like a side-by-side. It was like a golf shop and a skateboard shop. So we would like go back and forth. And I basically did that to see if it was going to be something I like to do. Small shop, one or two staff, go into your thing, go home. So I did that for a summer and loved it. And that's when I really started I think it was the second year of my business program. We had to write a business plan. And that's why I I took that time to write the business plan for the store. And once I finished in there and got laid off a job, that's when I was like, okay, we have this business plan. Maybe we just go for it. And that's what we did. So it was almost just like you need to fill a void in your life and you had this plan already. So we might as well give it a shot, see how it worked out. And what is it now? It's... 12 years later now? Yeah, it'll be 12 years in October. Amazing to hear. Yeah, the first space we opened was like a hole in the wall in a terrible area. I think it was like 650 square feet. Our inventory room was like 12 by 10, maybe. It's actually, it's crazy that we made it through the first year. Like, honestly crazy. And I remember the first month, we did $4,500 in sales. Right. (laughs) Like, insane. And put it into perspective, like we have some months where we'll do like 250 to like 300 now. So it's yeah, like just to see where it's come. I sometimes forget how little we really did start. But yeah, we were in that space for almost a year. And then we moved into the building we're currently in. But even within this building, we've moved. We started off on 800 square feet, moved into a unit that was a thousand then we took extra space to get up to 1300 switched sides in the building and now we've gone back to the original side 
but we turned two units into one. So now we're like 2,200 square feet or so. Wow. And we did a full, like we gutted it, got rid of all the electrical, all the HVAC, ripped up all the floors, polished the concrete, entirely new build. It's been a lot of growth and change and opening stores, closing stores, but hoping that the spot we're in now is good for the next 10 years. Yeah, that's the one you want to stay in for, yeah. for a longer period of time. But thinking back to you know that first store that you ever opened, what was the customer base like back then? Like who was coming in? Who was buying the sneakers? What sneakers were you actually carrying? Yeah, um, so we we opened, we were fortunate to be able to open with Nike. And that was because the golf shop that I worked at, I was able to meet a Nike rep. And when it came time to presenting the business plan, I was able to meet up with him. He was like a 30-year Nike rep super well respected within Nike. He and I kind of hit it off and that's how I got my opportunity. So we opened with Nike, but we weren't in on the pre-booking. So I was just like picking from what they had available in stock for the first six months until my pre-books would come in. Opened with Adidas, had quite a bit of Adidas. And that was, I think it was just the two of them, maybe Puma as well. But yeah, it was, it was pretty well just those three for the first year. I'd say before we started branching it. And I remember the best selling thing we had was Adidas crazy lights. And Adidas a lot crazy, of the, yes. a lot of the people that were coming in were either friends or people in the basketball community that just, we had a shop specializing in basketball. So like they were going to, they were showing love, a lot of drug dealers. <laughs> and, and, and to be, to be, to be totally honest, I'm sure yeah. that's how we made it through the first year in any capacity. Yeah. A lot of cash. A lot of cash. Coming to get sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, not a lot, but it, it was enough where it was like, Oh, thank God he's here today. He's yeah. going to drop $800. I know. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's how it was at the start for sure. Yeah. Well, they need to spend their money somewhere too, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and if you had this, if you had the sneakers that they wanted, then what? What's could the be harm? worse. <laughs> it yeah. could be worse, exactly. But you know, that's great that you you know you had big brands like Nike and Adidas because yeah. a lot of the smaller shops or whatever the case was, if you're just opening up, you may not have a Nike account, yeah. you might not have an Adidas account, no. and you know, it could be tough for people that are just starting out, right? Yeah. But which I think is un I think is unfair. I've got a friend who's opened up a skate shop beside mm -hmm. me mentored them a bit in that and and i won't say anything but uh i i feel it's it's just kind of it's i can understand why the big brands do it but after a certain point like it should just be like okay we'll give you a shot and that's not what's happening you know yeah it, it yeah. seems like if if you're not in toronto or well connected and like this situation is you know it is well connected my previous rep not the one I talked about that I started with, but a different rep. Like I would have thought they'd have a Nike account by now, but I understand what the process is. But anyway, they've been successful in their first two years, way more successful than I was in my first five. And they're mm -hmm. still, you know, everybody's kind of leaving them in, which uh, I just think there's got to be a better way. Right. So it's not necessarily about sales numbers then. Maybe it's no. just about exposure, I guess. It's, maybe. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is just they want to see that you've got what it takes. But if you make it through year one without a big brand, mm -hmm. you've got what it takes. Right, right. And the issue I have with it is like there's so many people that are super passionate that could be doing really good things in this industry. Right. And because they're not getting that like honest look they're going out, they're opening resale shops, mm -hmm. which whatever, like it serves its, 
you know, if there's customers for it, there's customers for it, like not knocking it. It is what it is. But I just think some of these people should have been given opportunities, same opportunities I got. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think you're, you're, you're hundred percent right. It's just, it's one of those things where, yeah, like retail shops, there's, if there's a demand for it, right. People are going to yeah. be paying the money for it. You know, you see them pop up all the time now. Like, I don't know yeah. how it is out East, but you know, there was one year where there was maybe a few that kind of were there and yeah. in Toronto, sorry. And then all of a sudden the next year, crazy, like they're in the malls. They're like yeah. on queen street. They're like all over downtown, you know, yeah. one shop is opening up like five different locations now in every single mall in yeah. the city. And it's just like, there's more of those in the mall now than there are foot lockers. And, and exactly. Like Which to like me that. is awful. Like once, once that scale of balance is totally that way, it's messed up. And like, we're fortunate out here. There's not a lot of sneaker shops. There's also not a lot of resale shops. Like there's like one guy in Halifax that has a legitimate resale business that Mm -hmm. has been around a long time. He does a really good job with it and he is super active in the community. So like they do fantastic and there's demand for it, but it's balanced out here. Right. Whereas I know anywhere else it's, it's grossly unbalanced for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And it's not just in Toronto, like it's all across yeah. the US even, right? Like they're just, when people ask about sneakers now, like when they ask me, people that don't know about sneakers, yeah, they're naming all these other stores now before yeah. they name a Foot Locker, they yeah. name, name a store like Courtside Sneakers or yeah. and all these other things, right? So it's grossly unbalanced, like you said, and it's kind of weird actually to think because yeah. now people, they don't even... Like retail is not even an option anymore. No. That's why I think it's so strange because we have young kids that come in and StockX is, and like credit to StockX for having that branding. But like these kids are so, a lot of the kids even around here have placed orders on StockX before even knowing that we're here. Now, honestly, some of that falls on me. I don't do any advertising. Like we do not pay to advertise and I probably never will. But that blows my mind that these kids wouldn't even think to check Nike.ca right. <laughs> before just jumping right on StockX. Parents paying and these outrageous I mean. prices for things. And like they don't know any better because, you know, they're not in on everything. So right. there's an imbalance. You're right. And, you know, it's nice that there are stores like you out east because when they do, you know, notice that you're there and they notice, uh, you know, what you offer and that type of thing, they can kind of, you know, speak to somebody in person about just, yeah what you offer but how were you able to build you know that customer base out east because like you said there wasn't really much of a sneaker culture you know like how were you able to build your brand without really advertising and things like that too super lucky because we sell a product that's so sought after so that's how i'm obviously able to not need to advertise but i was have always been super well connected in the basketball scene and a lot of the basketball scene spills over into the sneaker scene So just between that and just the fact that I feel, especially when we're talking now, like Canada wide, the fact that a lot of people know, like if they're writing customer service or DMing Instagram or Facebook or whatever, like they're talking to the owner still. And I'll admit, like, I'm not always super quick to reply to things or whatever, but the fact that they know it's like, if there's an issue, they're going to get dealt with because it's me, not someone who's just paid to be here and clock in and out throughout the day. So I think that has a big part of like brand loyalty. People know they're supporting us and we're doing what we can to support them. Yeah. And I mean, not only that, like a, 
just the speed of shipping and things like that. Like if there's ever an issue with the product, I know that there's never any issues, uh, you know, returning that product or maybe getting exchanged and things like that, where if, if the sneaker is available, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, things like that are, it's almost like it's lost now because, yeah. you know, you don't get stores where sometimes it's just final sale and you're like, why, why is that? Right. Or, yeah. you know, like you said, you're not able to actually talk to the owner or talk to somebody that, you know, cares about yeah. You know your situation or whatever the the problem with your sneaker is like sometimes if you your your pair gets lost in the mail or something whatever the case is and then they're just kind of like oh well sorry that's not our problem yeah. that's canada yeah. post right yeah you know but uh you know i find a lot of these smaller shops even if it does mean that they're going to take a hit they sometimes would send you like another pair right yeah. um you know not to say that that's what you do all the time or people would expect that from you but mm-hmm. i mean it's more likely that something like that would happen with you know guys like you because i know people that i've talked about courtside sneakers specifically would right. say you know i spoke with nathan like yeah. your name comes up a lot and yeah. you know he offered me this uh in yeah. exchange or whatever the case was he was able to deal with my issue or mm-hmm. which is nice so i think that's another thing that kind of helps build brand loyalty because a lot of people call customer service for yeah. footlocker or you know they have issues with purchasing stuff online right yeah. you know now that we're getting to this this age now where these online drops people are trying to log in at 10 o'clock and they're sitting there spamming the add to cart button and nothing happens right but the growth of sneakers and the popularity of sneakers especially has you know changed that landscape right Mm -hmm. whereas if you can speak to somebody that actually owns a store you know you you definitely have one up on all these other big companies you know no matter what they try to offer you right yeah but how has that popularity changed the way we purchase because i know trev held up that lebron 12 yeah bhm and he was yeah. kind of alluding to i'm trying know, to remember, remember what that was <laughs> I, I can't i can't so, remember. so you know like the popularity of sneakers now obviously like you know with you know the way that you do your instagram posts and the raffles that you do but everybody across canada and even probably north america and, mm-hmm. and outside of north america are probably trying to get sneakers from you you probably see the raffles the instagram entries all that stuff yeah but you know how has that changed the way that we purchase and how have these raffles evolved and maybe i'll let trev talk about how he got that LeBron 12 because Mm. uh, I think I kind of know where he's going with this and it might be one of those more interesting creative ways that you drop. Yeah, I really can't. I really can't remember what it was, but I think the the growth in it now, you know, there's good and bad to everything. I feel like sneakers are such a, an asset now. So it's created a different type of buyer. You know, there's, a lot, there's definitely a lot of people like that just love us, love shoes, but there's a ton of people that see it as an asset that they can sit on or flip or do whatever with. I mean, that's what's creating the difficulty in supply and demand. A lot of the OG guys will talk about just being able to go in and get what they want. They can't do that now because it's an asset. It's something that somebody can do something else with. So part of the reason I've always been a basketball guy and why my passion is in the basketball side of it is because you just don't see that as much. I still feel the people who are into the basketball side of it are purists, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, they're into it because they love the tech, you know, they love the story. You know, I think about Chris from where testers. Yeah. Like I know nothing compared to him, but like, I see the passion he has for like the tech and just the purity of what he loves about shoes. And like that type of guy or girl is what keeps me like 
really motivated to to keep pushing at it. Yeah, no, and and, and we've seen a lot of creative raffles. Like, so I, I guess you, you spoke about the Jordan SB, uh, the Jordan Four SB, so yeah. recently, and and the in store was you had to come in and what do like a, a skateboard? Yeah, trick it was or just like best trick, and, <laughs> okay. and we we were only doing one. We were only doing one pair like that because we didn't want to turn it into craziness locally so we just said like come by while we're open 11 to 6 and uh, we were gonna post it but we ended up not bothering we only had like six people come through and oh it was really just, oh. it was just a kickflip and I, I don't know if those people were intimidated because we do have some good skaters around here and i yeah. think everybody assumed they would come out for it and for the most part like all the names that we were expecting did not come through so you know, and is it because they're not sneaker guys or they just I think the ones we were we thought would come through just weren't Jordan guys. Right. Okay. You know, yeah. Um yeah. a few of them in my mind, like they come through on new balances and stuff like that. But sure. um yeah, they didn't come through for this. And it was like a Tuesday or something. It was kind of a random day and right. It's still winter, so there's <laughs> that. But yeah, no, we did that and then we did the rest through just a regular raffle, but yeah, it was funny. It was a kickflip. That's yeah, all well, that's all anybody needed to do. Yeah. Well, I was curious because you always see things like that with you know SB releases, not just the Jordan 4, yeah. like any hyped SBs, chunky dunkies, whatever the yeah. case was, Can't right? Do a like, kickflip for a pair. Yeah, or do like a sneaker yeah. trick or, or sorry, sneaker trick, a skateboard trick. Yeah. And I've always wondered, like, this must sometimes go really bad. Like <laughs> you come well, in and somebody does a trick and that's they only if you're exactly Kevin. Yeah, yeah, no, I actually, I intended on having a waiver sheet so like people could sign off on it and I forgot about it, but yeah, luckily nobody got hurt. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. For sure a concern. You come in and some some guy tries to do like some crazy trick and he splits yeah. his head open on your yeah. on your shop floor. Yeah. You're like, well, I wasn't expecting yeah. that to happen, but <laughs> yeah, no, we um, were lucky this time. <laughs> but Trev, why don't you tell? Why don't you remind Nathan about yeah. how you purchased that LeBron twelve? Because it was probably one of my favorite things that you did. So you, um, the Raptors were playing the Cavaliers in the playoffs at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you remember now. Yeah. So what you did was, okay, however many points LeBron scores, I'll yeah. give that percentage off the shoe. And I think you had like, a, yeah. you weren't if he scored 60 points, you weren't going to give 60% <laughs> yeah, off yeah. all LeBron pairs. But I think you Yeah, there was like, like a cap. There was a cap yeah. to it. There was something. a cap to it. But yeah. I think you said between like uh, 20 to twenty to 40 or something like yeah. that. Uh, and I think he scored, I want to say it was like 27 or 32, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I remember it being right around my Foot Locker discount, and we actually just sold out of those at Foot Locker. So right. I was like, okay, perfect. This is basically <laughs> my thirty percent off discount. Yeah, but I thought that was such a cool way to yeah. do it because, like, you kind of talk about it, right? Like, I mean, you know, you get all this stuff from Nike, and there's all these different colorways at that time. So yeah. this was this was LeBron twelve. So this is probably what twenty fourteen, maybe twenty fifteen ish. I think so. So you you know you've got a lot of like colorways that were coming out in these models yeah. right and i mean the basketball shoes don't sell as well right i mean yeah. maybe a little bit better because you know you have a basketball community that will shop at your shop right but i mean yeah roughly smoothly you know there's a lot of colors that come out in basketball shoes and yeah. just tend to sit right because they're just <laughs> they're colors and things right so yeah. i thought that was a great way to just like be like hey let's have a fun little game like whatever yeah. lebron scores tonight and i've 
that's how much is going to be off his shoes tomorrow. Yeah, I've done that quite a bit. Like I haven't done that now for probably a couple of years, but we have done that, and it's usually tied to a Raptors game. Yeah, um, I was going to say I I've know seen I've, Raptors ones before. I've done it with Demar quite a bit. Basically, pick like whoever that Raptor high score is going to be, kind of thing. And sometimes I would tie it like Raptors got a win. So there'd be some nights where like. Tomorrow might have a big game, but they lost. So sorry, right, no right. discount. <laughs> and from a business side on that, especially when it's like playoff time or when you tie it to a significant game or Raptors win, this is going to sound shitty, but like a lot of the time we just do like just a broad discount off equal to Demar's points for an hour. And the emotional high, especially as a Raptors fan, the emotional yeah. high you're on after a big win or like a big game by one of the guys, man, those deals would get the website booming. Oh, it would yeah. be crazy. And like, you know, if I just did a generic, here's a 25% off code today, nobody would do it. But yeah. you tie it to a game like that. And yeah, that is like one of the better marketing advertising things I've ever done. For it's sure. A, it's really a good idea because if you think about really any website, like, I mean, it could be yours, it could be any any brand that you yeah. like sneaker store or maybe brand that you fall, right? You know, you get these emails and you're like, oh, we're doing 25% off for yeah. Easter, let's say, as an example, or 20% off, whatever it is. And you're like, yeah. oh, cool. These guys don't usually do a sale or anything. Like, yeah. and then you're sitting there for three days, like, going through the website, adding things to yeah. your cart. Should I get it? Should I not get it? Yeah. Do I really want to spend this money? I've got a check-ins and a savings of the way my yeah. bank account's set up. I don't know if I, like, you know, just all that kind of stuff that you're going through where it's but now, you're right. There's an hour yeah. thing and right after a Raptors game, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I've got to take advantage yeah. of this right now or it's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, they're good. But I love that too, because yeah, you're right. Like with the Raptors thing, I remember seeing a lot of those things and the game almost kind of brings out that, you know, spending out of you too, yeah. because you just watch them win a game. And then yeah. you, like Trev said, you've probably, you know, had a few things in card already from previous yeah. and you, didn't, you weren't ready to pull the trigger, but now you're kind of just like your inhibitions are just lost because yeah. you just watched the game. Yeah. Nathan's offering a discount. Might as well cop that yeah. now. Um, Raptors just the, won their 10th game of the season. No yeah. one can touch yeah. me right now. <laughs> but I mean, I just remember that one that Trev was talking about. I never cheered so hard for LeBron to beat the Raptors. I know, you know a lot of yeah. points before just to get yeah. discount on his sneakers Man. but um, he tortured us he tortured us for way too many years yeah and i know you're you, i know you're a huge raptors fan too you yeah. came out to toronto for a finals game it's, yeah game right? one game one i was also at that game too yeah. such a crazy atmosphere uh, and you know like man it was yeah i've like i've had season seats since 2009 and i've watched a, like we mentioned this before in the pod but i've watched a lot yeah. of shitty shitty basketball oh, yeah. Yeah. and have it turn around and you know just being able to see that on you know your instagram too like your yeah. east and how far you know the raptors have stretched across canada being canada's team and you're a basketball yeah. guy but giving back to the community like you know even for a store that's out east you mm-hmm. know i was connecting with you guys uh, in toronto just because of the Raptors too. Yeah. Like that was such a like crazy high and you're offering these discounts and I'm sure like, you know, you're selling a bunch of different things, uh, you know, Raptors uh, stuff uh, on mm-hmm. your site too. Right. So it was just one of those things where it kind of connected everybody and it was able to build your brand yeah. Canada wide as well, which is, yeah. which is cool. But I think just what really amazes me too, though, about just the way you release sneakers, the way you do your raffles is, you know, that thing that you said earlier about, you know, getting that kid, the Jordan one mm-hmm. lost and founds is just 
the importance of getting the sneakers into the hands of those kids that really want sneakers, yeah. or getting the, them into the hands of, you know, skateboarders that would appreciate uh, mm-hmm. a Jordan SB, for example. But uh, you know, what is going through your mind when you're thinking about these different kind of raffles and how to be fair and you know not being accused of like backdooring? Like we always yeah. hear about stores, like oh yeah, I'm sure they're already gone out the back door already. Like yeah. you know, what are the things that you kind of go through in order to alleviate some of those issues? I mean, the biggest thing I've done recently, and this is not raffle related, but we took the plunge on Shopify Plus for some form of like bot protection and stuff like that. And there's not a lot of releases that require it, but there's peace of mind in knowing that people will see I'm making the investment to try and add more tools to make it more fair to give people a better shot. But in terms of raffles and stuff, like I used to hate the whole Instagram thing. Like the tag friends kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we had our fair share of making fun of people that did that. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a much easier way to verify if somebody is legit or not. And I probably spend too much time. Like, I know I do at this point. Like, especially if we have somewhere it's like 80 or 100 pairs and I'm doing a raffle and I've got to like draw names at random and then verify if that person looks shady or not. And when I, what I mean by that is like, are they an influencer with nine posts and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a formula for these bot accounts. that's very easy to see. And it's just time consuming. If you happen to draw a bunch of them at random and you got to go through and redraw anyway. So the Instagram raffle stuff, it works because it's easy to see when somebody's real. So we just try and do that from different product categories like you mentioned the sb or a basketball shoe or something like that we're just not allowed to do as much as we'd like and nike has really pushed out the sort of procedures and guidelines recently and i don't know if that's because there's been problems with other accounts or what but it's getting harder to it's honestly just getting more difficult to make sure it's going in the right hands so everything now is just super labor intensive and i'll continue to do that as long as it's like physically possible, you know, I can't sit at a computer for 12 hours and verify hundreds of entries, but we are, you know, that's what I'm doing. So, well, Shopify plus, I mean, that's a, that's a huge step as well. Right. Just, uh, you know, with the bot activity, it's, you know, it's run rampant now. It's almost kind of like you'd expect that for every online release. You know, we talked about the foot locker drop uh, earlier, just about, you know, trying to spam add to cart. And I'm sure foot locker is just like running rampant with bots and that sort of thing. You don't really have a fair shot, but it's a lot for shop owners now to have to worry about, you know, how they're doing the releases, you know, taking the time to sift through thousands and thousands of raffle entries. Now you got to do Shopify plus where you're investing even more money uh, into online drops just to make sure that your customers are happy. So at least I know that people like me, Trev, that shop with you guys frequently are very appreciative of things like that. But I don't think a lot of people realize what goes on behind the scenes in terms of, you know, setting up all this stuff to make sure, you know, everyone gets a fair shot, right? So I definitely appreciate, you know, the lengths that you guys go through and, you know, not a lot of stores do that. Like Shopify Plus is quite a large amount in addition, you know, in terms of expense. So, you know, people just like to complain like, oh yeah, everything got eaten up by bots and they're not doing anything about it. But, you know, like if you're a shop owner, right? 
how much money are you willing to invest to do yeah. the same thing? And, you know, yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, as I want to say, like, I don't want to say mom and pop shop, but I mean, just yeah. a local community store. Yeah. You only have so much that you can reinvest back into the store too. Yeah. And you don't get anything out of that. Like the only thing that you get out of that is, you know, making your customers happy, which, you know, obviously is important to you, but at the same time, you're not getting any money back from that is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Right. And it still doesn't really yeah, yeah it the, the, the wider audience happy like yeah, exactly. i'm still getting torn apart in dms and and messages for you know people not being able to get something or the captcha you know didn't work or this right, or that. right so that's what i've gotten better at over the 11 12 years i've done this is like trying to not take everything so personally and mm-hmm. letting things sort of roll off my back a bit more yeah. And truthfully, like you guys are one of the few shops that I find actually attempts yeah. to stop bots, right? I yeah. mean, there's only so much you can do at the end of the day, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you're gonna do what you can to stop bots, but at the end of the day, like they're around, they're pretty prevalent. Like, you know, yeah. there's only so much you're gonna be able to do, right? I appreciate seeing things where you're like, this got botted, we're canceling the online yeah. drop, it's gonna be only in store. Like I appreciate that stuff, right? Does it mean that sometimes I can't buy things from your shop? Absolutely. But it also, at the same point, I'm like, okay, I'm happy that he saw that it was botted. I I don't know how you do that, but I'm sure you have a way to check. (laughs) I'm sure it's a tedious process there too, yeah. Uh, It was a month ago or whatever, a month and a half ago, we had a bunch of those random things that we were sitting on holding for a reopening. And then we just got to a point where reopening wasn't happening when we needed it to happen. And I just... Did not have the space or the money to -hmm. continue sitting on stuff. So I was like, okay, we're going to release it online. I made sure there was no keywords. There was no style numbers. There was no links that made any sense. And everything was gone instantly. And I was just like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) I did everything. It didn't work. I got to look at Shopify Plus at this point. And everybody will talk about, oh, they cooked. I cooked you, whatever, this, that, the other thing. But I hate that word. They email me. Oh, they do? What? They, these people will email me with like screenshots of their bot, you know, yeah, scraper or whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what do you idiots think I'm going to do with this information? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to cancel but, it. And they know I'm going to cancel it, but they just love because they know it annoys me. And right. This, this right. whole podcast will just reaffirm that. But so they just do it to piss me off. And Shopify Plus isn't the end. I'll be all the bots. Obviously, major right. websites with more tech are getting botted but shopify plus with the captures and stuff like that eliminate 95 percent of the common bots that suck but that's what we were getting attacked with mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of the time we're just like the entry level cheaper entry point bot users so sure. it's been good for that reason yeah and it's not, like you said it's not even bots just to check out stuff now it's raffle bots too right like yeah. you were saying on your instagram so yeah yeah which is why we don't do the the forms anymore. Because I mean, until I find a good easier form, to make. yeah, yeah. Until I can find a good form that can't be easily botted, then we'll just stick with the Instagram stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, as a local shop owner, like you, you've definitely done more than what anyone would expect you to do, and and we appreciate that. I know a lot of people appreciate that, and I'm sure the people in your community appreciate that. 
but without saying too much, I know you have just had your renovation. You kind of opened up, Mm -hmm. but is there anything else that you have planned for courtside in the future? Like anything coming up, any, maybe some merch possibly. Um, Yeah. I'm terrible with apparel and I've actually been sitting (laughs) on some like really nice quality blanks from house of blanks, like Rupa knitting in Ontario. So I do have some merch that is like sitting at the printer and I literally just got to send them art files (laughs) and like specifications, but we do have some merch coming. I would like to get back into our courtside classic spring summer basketball tournament. We stopped that around COVID for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what form I get back into it. I think the last one we did was a pro-am, which was like a money tournament, probably a little too intense for out here, but I'd like to get back into that this year too. And there's a bit of a plan to do that, but I built a court in our backyard last summer, like a FIBA official 50 by 36 full line, stuff like that. And I'm, I'm hoping to host some three-on-three tournaments at my place this summer as well. So just basketball events more than anything this year. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I love yeah. that you have that community um, out east, um, you know, and that you're giving back to and you're hosting these events. Hoping to see some of that merch eventually soon. Yeah. I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you just reopened your shop too. Lots of major renovations yeah. like you were just mentioning. So I've actually never been able to uh, visit your store in person. So hopefully mm. sometime, uh, you know, I love I love going out Sorry, I don't want to say I love going out east because I've only been twice. Yeah. So almost, be, But the times that I've been, uh, I haven't been to Charlottetown. I've been to Halifax and it's so beautiful out there. I'd love to go out and see your shop and just, you know, meet you in person, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I love that you're doing that for the community and excited to see maybe some more Raptors discounts when maybe we're yeah. not so shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's been a sad season. <laughs> maybe a play-in tournament. Oh, man. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. A play-in Emotions tournament. will be high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've never been in a play-in tournament before oh, so that's new God. <laughs> but i'm excited to see what you have in store because you are very creative with the way that you do things and i know um you know trev and i have been able to take advantage of some of those discounts yeah. too so that's great but what advice do you have for some you know potential op- entrepreneurs or young guys out there that maybe want to start up a new shop not a resale shop like an mm-hmm. actual store like yours trying to get a nike account like those yeah. type of things like so anybody that's like sort of asked me these questions in the past. I've always given them sort of the the plan that I sort of was on where mm-hmm. if you can work in the industry in another way. So for me, it was the golf shop, but like that yeah. golf shop got me in contact with a Nike rep, you know, whether it's a sport check or a foot locker or what, there's lots of opportunities to create relationships within those jobs. And I feel like that's the way you got to go about it. You can't just go in as somebody who's not had any experience dealing with these companies before and expect to start a relationship. So I would say networking. networking. Yeah, for sure. The other thing would be, and this was hugely to our advantage, was don't go in with the intention that you're going to open in like downtown Toronto. You know, find there's so many good smaller hubs out there that are completely underserved and some not served at all. And we were one of them. There's so much opportunity out there to have great businesses in areas you just wouldn't expect. Nobody would think a sneaker shop in Charlottetown, Canada's mm-hmm. smallest capital city, would ever work. But we have no local competitor because of it. And there's tons of cities around Canada that would be in the same or way better situations than you know Charlottetown would. So I think if it's your dream, be willing to follow it where it needs to take you might not be in your own backyard but you know if it's something you really want to do you'll find a way 
no, absolutely. It's great advice. Like you said, you know, just one of those things where obviously one of the big cities is where people think that's where it would be the best to do business. Yeah. But, you know, there's lots of other places that don't have sneaker stores that would love to have a sneaker yeah. store and you'd be that guy. Right. So, yeah. but again, yeah, networking, I, I always find is, is one of those things where, you know, you can't just come into an industry and expect to know everything. You kind of almost have to know people, speak with people, find out how things are done and almost have an internship with other retail yeah. shops, get that experience under your belt first. So yeah. no, definitely great advice, you know, and, and I'm sure that is a testament to your business model. You know, you guys been out there so long. We wish you continued success, of course, you know, Thank you. many more years to come. Hoping to get a chance to see your store in person. I know you had three stores. Those stores aren't there anymore. And you have this mm -hmm. one store, which you're focusing on, but I would love to see the space in person for sure. Yeah, that'll be great. Come in uh, July or August because PEI is not <laughs> worth coming any other time of year. Well, that's, that's, that's it. That's fair we're, enough. Yeah. We're nice for two months of the year. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. No, I, again, Nathan, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you uh, sharing all that with us, man. And yeah. like, uh, like I said, we've been trying to get you on for a while because everyone speaks so highly of you and we love your shop. So it's just almost fitting to get you on and have you explain everything to yeah. our listeners. No, I've, like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, it was lots of fun. We, uh, Kevin and I were both winners for your Instagram raffle for the, uh, the white cement threes, actually. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was no favoritism there again. No, yeah, it just, oh, just kind of happened that no. we both we both won on that raffle. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, first time I've ever met Nathan, so there's no there's yeah. no collusion there or anything no. going on. That's <laughs> awesome. It was funny because when I was trying to get a pair, I wanted to get my girl a pair, and I was going like all these Instagram raffles have like five thousand comments, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, like even if there's G, there's probably some GSIs in there, my odds aren't good. So yeah. Nathan, you had like when I I think it was I caught it like very early when you posted it, like probably yeah. within the first hour and yeah. if there was like 150 or 200 comments yeah. so i'm like okay let me go through all these like i can i can yeah. i can go through 200 comments that's fine and yeah. no one had had signed up for a no. gs size so and i was like oh. we're an easy hit on gs size <laughs> raffles because we was, really don't get a lot of entries on gs size raffles so definitely if i'm not mistaken i think you can only pick men's or gs you can't do both right yeah. so i think yeah. most people are picking the men's too yeah. so that's another yeah. thing yeah and I we're was, like super you know, we've got a certain way the format's got to be done. And that's yeah. just for our, like the extraction software we have. They're right. the export software. So yeah, if people don't follow that exactly, their entries don't even come in. So mm -hmm. definitely an easy hit grade school size raffles. It was funny when I got the DM from you that I won, I was so excited. And I was yeah. like, I was like, yo, that was the one I wanted to hit on. I wanted yeah. to hit on that. I was, <laughs> I was real confident that that yeah. was going to be the one I hit on yeah. and I hit on it. Yeah. <laughs> Love the win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always nice to get a raffle win, but when you're when you're like, okay, okay, that's the one. That's yeah. that's gonna be the yeah. that's gonna be the one that gets me the win. And yeah. it comes through, I was like, Yes, all right. Yeah. No, <laughs> like that's the, great. I'm in my girl's kitchen. I'm like, babe, look yeah. what I got. I got it. I got it. I got the win. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Great pair. And super fast shipping too. I'm yeah. glad I had. It was great. Yeah. So, I don't know if you're doing all that stuff too. But, I am. Uh, I've been a one-man show for the last for too long right now. I got uh, help on the way, so I, I've okay. literally been a one-man show for the last month and a half or so. 
Yeah. Well, kudos yeah. to you, man, because I know it's a lot of work. We ship out like 20 hats when we do like a small yeah. merch run. And I'm like in my office to get I'm like yeah. an Amazon fucking yeah. worker. Here. No. I just taped up 20 boxes. Woo. Big deal. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> it can get wild for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Nathan, man, appreciate you so much, man. It's been great. Yeah. Wish you continued su- success, of course. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, same Nathan. I will mention I was trying to get it in there, but um, the one of the raffles that you did recently that I really loved was the uh, when the LeBron Eight South Beach came out. That raffle I didn't win, but I love that you did. Like, okay, if you want to buy this shoe, you will have to have bought a LeBron in the yes, last seven yes. years. Yeah, seven, five. Yeah, seven, it, was, I think it was seven. It was, it was a pretty good window. It gave a lot of people an opportunity. Mm-hmm. yeah i was yeah. entered into the raffle at least and i was yeah. like that's so cool like because no one has cares about any other lebron other than that one like no. so many good pairs have come out and it's like everyone was losing their mind for yeah. it. i'm like you didn't like the christ the kings or you didn't like yeah. the the mvp the mvp sevens was it like seven, and that's yeah. that's the type of thing that i'm not allowed to do anymore oh you can't oh. do stuff like that anymore no oh, oh. no unless i get like written approval beforehand and maybe maybe that's not a an issue maybe they'd be like yeah that's sweet but i can't well, uh, decide well, on what's that the now. reason though like what's or you can't say any like raffle or you know it, it's got to be fair to everyone there can't be oh. any rules in terms of like prior purchases or vip customers or anything like that like got there it. can't okay. be any stipulations to a raffle like a raffle gotcha. is supposed to be open everybody. to everybody yeah oh yeah. i see because i thought yeah. that was amazing like trev said it's just you know nobody cared about any other lebron so yeah if you didn't want any other lebron then you weren't getting this one either so. yeah <laughs> yeah and like i said maybe it's not a problem but it's just something that we got to like clear with the big dogs first now sure yeah yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough but i mean you're attempting to do that stuff right yeah. like i appreciate that we can see the effort that you put yeah. to get people who want the shoes the shoes right yeah so yeah nathan we really appreciate you jumping on There's a lot of good insights in there too so yeah, yeah appreciate it man continued success and uh love to see you guys flourish thank you do we have any shout outs before we head out yeah we got a shout out probably 23 for their event coming up on april the 15th well at least that's the shootout and they will also be dropping collaboration i forget at the location but check out parlor 23's instagram for that the collection drops on the tuesday i believe Tuesday before the 15th, so that the... Before the 15th, yeah. 12th or 13th or something, or maybe 11th, but the 15th is a Saturday. It's going to be a good time. Maybe I can pull out my Larry Bird in me and (laughs) win this competition. (laughs) Yes, I I believe some of us will be there. I don't know exactly what the number is. Yeah, we'll try to make an outing of it for sure. Yeah, no, shout out Parlor 23, of course. They're always doing their thing, too. I think they got, yeah, they got merch and stuff coming out. They always got merch coming out, so. The great yeah. name. Parlor 23, yeah. Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah, it's awesome. And then Jaron's such a good guy, too. He's a really down-to-earth guy, man. Like, just when you talk to him, he's like, it's like talking to you, Nathan, man. He's just yeah. like a yeah. local shop owner, but gives back to the community all the time, too. He's such a great guy. But, yeah, he's holding an event, so nice. you guys get a chance to check that out, check it out. Mm-hmm. Such a good name that Jordan Brand decided to use it for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess we should probably talk about the contest that we have going on. Sorry, uh, the giveaway that we have going on. So we yeah. partnered with PKG Carry Goods uh, mm-hmm. to give away four prizes to our listeners. So there'll be three 
run-up prizes, which are, will be like shoe bags. So like a shoe travel carrying bag. And then the grand prize will be a $300 gift card to use on PKG Carry Goods site. But that will be running from the 4th of April. So it's already underway. Then it will be ending on the 14th of April. We'll do a, our famous Instagram live wheel of names, random draw. <laughs> <laughs> Trev and I will get on and uh, we'll, we'll draw our winners. But uh, yeah, no shout outs to PKG then because, uh, yeah. you know, they, they've got some really dope items, not just a shoe bag that they have. You get a chance to check out their site. I kind of went buck wild on their site too. I bought a <laughs> duffel bag. I bought a tote bag. I bought a backpack and everything's like such amazing quality, very functional too. Just everything's made in Canada. Shipping is super fast too. I think I bought it on like a Wednesday night. It was like 11 p.m. I was still scouring, putting stuff in my cart, and then it came like Friday morning. So shout out to them. And they'll also have a coupon code for our listeners too. So anyone that doesn't win one of those prizes, we'll have a coupon code that uh, we'll share with you guys to use on their site for 20% off of their products. Everything. Yeah. The contest will end uh, at the end of the week after this podcast comes out, after this episode airs. Yeah, the 14th, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be, depending when you listen to this, but yeah. If you still have time, if you're listening to this somewhere between the 10th and the 14th, make sure to get those entries in. All you got to do is tag two friends and follow us in PKG Goods. So make sure you get those entries in. And it's only one comment post per person. Multiple story shares are allowed, though. So you can get multiple entries by sharing that story every day. So if you haven't, make sure you do that before the end of the week, if you have the opportunity. And uh, yeah, good luck to everyone who's entered. Nathan, did you have any shout outs you wanted to, to um, mention? I, I will. I will shout out my wife, Rebecca. She is really the reason that we're still open. I am the one in the store doing everything in the store related, but I'm sure I'd be in jail by now if I didn't have her taking care of all the back end stuff. I'm sure I'd be in jail for some type of missed tax, you know, this yeah. or that. So a lot of the time, the difference between a store that makes it and not is that stuff. And I am not good at that stuff. So you can thank her for us still still kicking 11, 12 years in. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca, for being the backbone yes. of the store, the shop. Yeah, you're right. That finance stuff and the bookkeeping and all that yeah. other stuff, it's tough work, man, because... You may know, you know, about selling shoes or whatever, but if yeah. you don't know how to do your taxes and all that other oh, stuff, man. you're right. You could be in jail. It's so, the difference. <laughs> so another piece of advice that you could throw on there is, uh, you know, yeah. get somebody who knows something more than you do about finance. But yeah. Awesome. Nathan, man, we appreciate you jumping on. This was so much yeah. fun. Guys. As always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for potential feature. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Make sure you give us five stars, follow the podcast, and go back and check out all our old episodes. We uh, we just chop it up. The group and uh, great people like Nathan every week. So make sure you go back and check out some of the older episodes. You can find me on Instagram at Trevsky63. Kev, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram as well, uh, Kevin K. Man. Collie, where can they find you? Maybe you can find me down east or out west or not hanging myself after hearing Kevin saying out east one more time. And at Hollywood, at T3, the Hollywood Life on, or no, the Hollywood Life on IG. Yeah. You're lost. That's why you don't know where your Instagram handle is. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan, where can they find you? CourtsideSneakers.com or CRTSDSNKRS on Instagram. Awesome. If you guys haven't checked out Nathan's shop, make sure you check it out. Nathan, man, we really appreciate you jumping on. This is a lot of fun. Thank you.
Guys, everyone stay safe and be well. We'll see you all next week. Bye.